0: What's going on, Highline Nation? Trent Davis and only Trent Davis coming back at you with another, another episode of the Highline episode 64. I got a good one for you today. Uh, Raleigh is off location, so he could not uh, be a part of it today, but uh, we got some interesting stuff to talk about here today. Nashville Review. I love that city, love that town, and uh, pretty. I love that race. It's a pretty damn good race. Uh, Ross Dostain 1, uh, is this a sign of things to come for the number one team and track house or is this is another blip in the radar to who ross Chastain truly is and that is being very fast but being very aggressive and messing up a lot um nbc had their first race of the season in nashville we'll talk about that coverage compared to what we've dealt dealt with earlier in the season with fox and our Boy, or you can't do that segments uh and the chicago street course Preview and picks. It's going to be an historic, historic race, historic event in downtown Chicago. I will preview for it and give you my prediction. Let's get it. You're right, Lambert. Check everyone! We don't need no education. Please refrain. <laughs> Bush. Oh, you can't do that! Let's fucking go! Lonely. I'm Mr. Lonely. I have nobody. For my own, I'm lonely, I'm Mr. Lonely, I have nobody, for my own, I'm so lonely. Welcome back to the Highline episode 64. Just me, Trent Davis, uh, going solo today. Raleigh is off location in Colorado with his family, Uh, so he could not make it today um gonna be a little weird gonna be a little little bit of adjustment to do I don't have time to take about a three four minute break as Riley talks about his bullshit like he always does saying RFK is the goat and the Nuggets are the greatest team of all time so I ain't got that little uh seg little break in the segment that I usually have today but um we're gonna get through it I hope you uh hope you are okay, and hope you don't tune off, because Riley's not here today, uh, I'm, the, I'm the smart one anyway, but uh, like I said, we're about to the Highline, if I can say the name, name of the podcast, right, episode 64, uh, Todd Bodine, uh, I looked this one up, because I had no idea who drove the 64 car, I actually looked it up, and the number 64 car, apparently, has a lot of dicks, Pause. Um there's a couple of dicks that have drove and driven this car. The most famous one that's driven four hundred and thirty two races with two race wins. Elmo tickle me Elmo, Elmo Langley. maybe he was the founder of Langley Speedway. I don't know, never heard of him. uh Tommy Gale, Tommy Gale, sorry I don't, Tommy, not that's not a word. uh Johnny Allen sound like a damn lawyer from Mississippi. uh Clark Dwyer. Shep Langdon. Bucky Blackburn. That's a hell of a name. Bunky, Bunky, Bunky Blackburn. Got a top five, three top tens. Didn't lead in laps in the 64 car. Rodney Combs, Todd Bodine, and then where are the dicks at? Ah, Dick Brooks and Dick May. Um, Buddy Baker ran 64 four times. Uh. Ski. Manning ran it two times, never heard of him. Uh, Dave Marcus, yeah, he ran it one time. Uh, Willie T. Ribs, he's got to be a barbecuer from Alabama. Uh, Bill Champion, he was not a champion. He ran this this 64 guitar car one time and finished 30th. Uh, Morgan Shepard ran it one time, believe it or not, finished 22nd. Or no, he finished 31st. And uh, Chad McCombie, Derek Cope, Tony Reigns, they all ran it one time. Anyways, that's uh, my 64 guys because I had no idea who ran 64 at all. I don't remember t- Todd Bodine. Todd Bodine, I think it's the most recent one. He ran the 64 car in 2010, 11 or something like that. A couple uh, About 10 stars so. didn't do any good with it. Anyways, before we get into it, um, I do have uh, the new... Uh, Bushlight Peach, right off the production line. Not really, it's been out for a couple weeks now, but uh, I've already tried it on my, it on my YouTube channel. Uh, it'll be up on Thursday night, so check out Trent Davis on YouTube if you want to find out my review to this. I'm drinking one of those and two of the normal Bushlight corn cans. Um, you know, I got no bite up beside me, so um, the urge to try to deal with Riley's bullshit is going to allow me to not drink as much today. Cause he just got a whole bunch of bullshit coming out of his mouth most of the time. But anyways, uh, we got a good episode for you. Um, my weekend. Now we start off every episode. Um, my weekend was okay. Uh, I worked all weekend, did not clean up and did not get clean shaved. Um. But anyways, it was uh, yeah, had a I had a good weekend, I guess. I mean, I worked all weekend, but um, other than that, I got to watch some truck racing on Friday night. I, I was so tired from work Friday night that um, I turned on the truck race. My wife was uh, doing other things. She was not at home Friday night. And um, so I got in my recliner, took a shower. After I took a shower and all that stuff, got in the recliner, watched the truck race, turned the truck race on. And I fell asleep for probably 80% of it. I was super tired from work Friday. Um, So... I mean, I, I watched the end. of watched like the last twenty laps or so. I, I stayed away for that, and then I went to bed. But uh, truck race was okay, from what I can remember. You know, Carson Hocevar winning. Congratulations, congratulations to him. Uh, Saturday was uh, a Wreckfest fest uh, in Nashville uh, with the Xfinity Series. Uh, well, they tried to do three, of, two or three times before they uh, before they actually get one lap in, one clean green green flag lap in in the Xfinity Series. Whole bunch of wrecks. Whole bunch of rookies making mistakes. Um, it's entertaining for sure. First part of the first part of the race, but it was kind of getting a little old there. Uh Xfinity series was all over the place. Track during the daytime, all slicked up, no grip hardly whatsoever. Xfinity cars are very tough to drive. Um and it showed because a lot of guys made a lot of mistakes. Um Austin Hill made two mistakes. Um, took out Ty Gibbs. Um who else made a mistake? I think uh who was it? Who was to take out uh, Brandon Jones and all that stuff? Anyways, there's a lot of people that wrecked on on Saturday, and uh, oh, AJ Allmendinger, funny enough, got into a wreck early on in the race, and actually it probably helped him with his uh, with his quarter panel late in the race. It gave him a little bit more downforce, a little more speed. He came up there and won the race. So uh, congratulations to him. Sheldon Creed is the one I'm thinking. Yeah, Sheldon, Sheldon Creed messed up too, but I like Sheldon. He messes up a lot. It seems like. But AJ, AJ Almday went in on Saturday. Was uh pretty cool. It was a pretty good race on Saturday, a little chaotic, but it was good. And then Sunday, um, you know, it was it was a good, solid NASCAR cup race. I wouldn't I don't really have any um crazy um what's the word? Uh, crazy well damn if my brain could work right now, crazy problems with the race. Uh it was pretty much a clean race for the most part you know you had to ryan blaney wreck with kyle bush after brad keselowski ran out of talent and i'm saying that ran out of ta- brad keselowski ran out of talent rfk who drives, he drives for rfk right rfk racing sucks brad keselowski's rfk part owner of rfk cannot drive a race car very good anymore and the only reason why i'm saying this a lot is because raleigh is not here to uh to get in his fields or get mad at me about it. So RFK, Brad Keselowski is trash. He did finish. He, I think he came back to finish the 11th or 12th though. But uh yeah, Brad like missed a shift or something. I don't know what happened, but uh calls a big checkup. Uh, Ryan Blaney got hit by behind by Kyle Busch. Both of them went spinning. Kyle's able to keep it, keep his car straight-ish, but uh, Ryan could not and pounded the inside wall. No safer barrier there. That needs to change, uh, Ryan said. It was the hardest hit he's ever had in a Cup car, so that's that's never good. And I hope hope Ryan's okay. Hope he can uh, race this weekend in Chicago. He don't have no concussion like symptoms or anything like that to keep him out uh, this weekend because he's right there with the points uh, for the point cha- uh, regular season championship lead. I know, uh, I know this. You know, he finished last on on Sunday night. I know that hurts him, but uh, he misses a race or two. He's definitely not going to win the Reconstruction Championship. So he still got a chance, even with a bad I just hope he uh, hope he's okay. But, um, yeah, Tyler Reddick losing a wheel after green, a after green flag pit stops. He looked like he uh, might have had the fastest car, one of the fastest cars, until his uh, pit crew mess, messed up. Uh, we've seen this a lot at 2311 this year with the 45 and 23, really, because Bo Wallace, uh, he wasn't necessarily fast on Sunday, but uh, he got, In self track position with that lucky caution with the 45 car, uh, with Brackett's Austin kind of around that same uh, time. And he stayed around the top 10, I think. And then the next pit stop, uh, his his crew screwed up, had like a 15 second stop, and he lost like 10 positions. And you never heard from Bubba Bubba again. So 2311 really needs to clean up their pit crew situation. I know Tyler Reddick, 45 car, they've had a couple times this year where, you know, some pits pit uh, crew mistakes have cost that 45 team a possible chance at winning races or finishing good. Uh, another example here on Sunday, I think Tyler had a very fast car, very close to the the one in the 19. Um, Would have been interesting to see if he could have um, gave anything to those guys, uh, but it just didn't work out that way. And uh, other than that, it was just pretty, pretty Pretty normal NASCAR. She had a three-wide battle early in the race, which is was a hell of a battle between Ross Chastain, Wee and Byron. and Martin Trick Jr. on a restart, they ran three wide for the lead for about four or five laps. It was it was incredible. Uh, it was very fun to see, and uh, they fought so hard, even though it was that early in the race, because even though it was a good race and you could pass, it took so long for the for your car to kind of come in. If you had a good long run car, or, or these cars would be kind of different. Um, because of the tire. I mean, it, you had tire wear, but it was nowhere near like the Xfinity race on Saturday, even the truck race on Friday, really. So, uh, track position again was about everything in this race. So you needed to keep your track position. That's why those guys battled so hard. You saw Denny and, and, and Martin Truex Jr. Battle so hard uh, later on in the race for the lead. Do you know if that person gets in front of you, it, you might not get back to him for a very long time. And uh, that happened. Denny Hamlin said he had that third or fourth place car. Never was better than the 19, but on a restart, he got—he was able to battle the 19 on the outside, pass him, and then the 19 never could really get to him again until 40 laps later or so. So uh, track dish with very key. I'd like to see a little more tire fall off. There's cars all over the track. You can have multiple lines here in Nashville. So that was... That was good. I don't think it was quite as good as that, uh, last year's race. I'm not just saying that because Chase Elliott won last year's race. I just thought it did get a little stale at points. You know, you only had, you only had two natural cautions, I think. And that was with the 45 losing a wheel and the 12 on that restart wrecking hard. Um, other than that, you didn't have a whole lot of, um, you know, cautions. You had no caution other than stage cautions, but... Uh, you know, it got a little stale at times. You know, the last run, it was it was kind of fun to see if the 19, the 11, and the one when they would pit and who would who come out better. Eleven had a little bit of a slow stop, um, which cost him a chance to win, but I don't think he ever had a, a car as good as the one in the nineteen. But um he yeah, had Chase Elliott almost wreck on the like, coming to the white that NBC never captured. Um I saw an in-car of it uh today, actually, and uh, it was I don't know who it was I think it was a Ford White Ford. I've been mean, a Rick Ware racing car, but if that white if that Rick, whoever, whatever that white forward is, if, he, if he's not there at the wall when Chase Elliott, it's about wrecking off a four. Chase Elliott's bringing out a caution, or maybe not, because he would have been. it have had been the white flag by then. Chase Elliott really almost fucked over a good a good finish for for him and that nine team. But uh, you know, Ross Chastain wins uh, his first win of the season, his first win on a true oval in the Cup Series. You know, he won at Coda last year, um, and he won at Talladega in the spring uh, last year. That was his last win, actually over a year, well over a year ago, and uh, and that one car is going to be a problem. If he can continue to run like this and uh, be be as fast as this, but use his head like he did on Sunday night, uh, that one car is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future for sure. But uh, having said that, let's go ahead and get into the race results presented by uh, nobody because uh, we ain't got no sponsors here. But if you want to sponsor the Highline, message us at Highline 69 at gmail.com. But, anyways, going back to the race results, let's see what we got here. So, Ross Tastain wins. Like I say, gets his first win of the year. Mark Twix Jr. finished his second, probably had. Maybe the best car, but definitely the second. But, uh, him and Ross were very close, and just Ross had a better pit stop. He came down one lap. Uh, I think he came down one lap earlier than the 19. I could be wrong. Um, but anyways, they executed well in that last pit stop to keep him in front of the 19. Um, Denny Hamlin finishing third. Chase Elliott getting, getting a very good, solid fourth-place finish. Like you said, he almost gave it away um, coming to the white flag, about wrecked. trying to pass Denny Hamlin. Uh, I noticed he was very close to that 11 car, so I guess he just tried a little bit too hard, and it about, about ruined his day. Kyle Larson with the fifth-place finish, the quietest uh, fifth-place finish that I've ever seen from Kyle Larson. That team was 10th or 15th all day, maybe even worse than that, and um, got a hat. I guess they kind of got, you know, when the nighttime cooled, when the nighttime came, they uh, started, you know, the car got better and had some good pit stops. Um, good for green flag pit stops late in the race. And he was able to get to a top five because he came out of nowhere, really. Uh, William Byron, my pick, uh, finished sixth, uh, by the way. Congratulations Congratulations to Riley for picking the correct uh, driver in Ross Chastain. He gets a two-pointer. So, me and him have predicted uh, the past two race winners uh, correctly. I picked Trix at Sonoma, and he picked uh, Ross Chastain here at uh, Nashville. So, um, good on us. Uh, William Byron. Sixth, he just was a little bit off all day. He was fast in the daytime, and then that car kind of fell off towards uh, the end of the race. Uh, Christopher Bell getting a solid seventh place finish. Eric Jones, my guy. Uh, this is the best this eight uh, 43 cars ran all year. I know, I think he finished eighth at Atlanta, in the spring but you know that's kind of a super speedway track now you know a lot of drafting in a pack this was the best run for for uh legacy motor club by far this year uh eric was very strong all night all night long right around that eighth to 15th place range which is pretty good for them the way they've been running this year so good good for eric jones that 43 team uh kyle bush had a bunch of problems finishing ninth Uh, aj allmendinger finishing 10th a very good run for him he won the Xfinity race on Saturday and uh that car was pretty fast all, all day long. So good job by colleague. Uh Brack getting eleventh. Uh I said he he fucked over on that one restart. you know, he kind of fucked it up on on that one restart that cost Ryan Blaney and Kyle Bush to, you know, wreck and spin out. But um he he battled back with that transition and finished eleventh, so good for him. Daniel Suarez, uh he probably had a top five car as well, but uh he wrecked in qualifying um, just had some problems um, that cost that 99 car a possible chance to win this race. I think that 99 car was very fast. Um, so a little disappointing for the 99 car. She'll come back to finish 12th. is pretty good. Uh, Austin Dillon, 13th. No surprise there. Ty Dillon, for, or Ty Dillon, Ty Gibbs, 14th. Ty Dillon, if he finished 14th, that would be a hell of a surprise. Walls, uh, 15th. He's a little bit off all day. Uh, Ryan Pree, 16th, which is pretty damn good. That 41 car... Brand probably twenty-eighth all day for him to finish sixteenth is pretty good. Berman, seventeenth, little disappointing. Uh he stayed out um on that last run to try to hope for a caution. He's the one that stayed out the latest, so uh uh just, just shit happens. He's running like fourteenth anyway all day, so it's worth a shot. Didn't work out. Uh Chris Buescher ran eighteenth. He was a top ten car for most of the first half of the race and second half when the nighttime got here. He uh just he just he fell off uh finishing eighteenth. Logano nineteenth was really a non factor all day. LaJoy twentieth. Uh Harrison Burton twenty first. Not a terrible run for them. Uh Ricky Stenhouse Jr. twenty second. Nah eh, not too good. Justin Haley qualified third and uh he fell back immediately. Uh was it finishing twenty third so that's not great. Harvick, twenty fourth. He might have been able to challenge for the win with that one and nineteen with the one and the nineteen late in the race, but he had a flat tire um, on the last run which really one of the last runs which really hurt that uh that four team and because uh, he had a, he drove his like he was non-factor earlier on in the day and then the nighttime hit and that four car came alive and uh, he got up to fourth was catching the leaders like he was right there with Denny and Truex and Ross right there uh, before that flat tire happened so uh, it would have been interesting to see what uh, Kevin would have had on that last run if he didn't have that problem but he disappointed 24th for Kevin Hart but he was fast Eric Amarola 25th uh NeuroGrackson no twenty six, Austin Center 27th. Michael McDowell 28th. Uh, JJ, JJ Ailey, 29th. Reddick, 30th. He had that problem earlier on in the race with the wheel and could never recover. Chase Presco, 31st. Again, just fucking probably one of the slowest cars out there for half of the race. Just they gotta work on something with that 14 uh, car. Because that's a that's a Stuart Haas equipped car. And they are coming out running 30th on speed for the first half of almost. All of these races the past couple of months. So there's something wrong with that 14 car. I know it was a, they made a crew two change last week, but uh, they got to get better because this is ridiculous. Um, Todd Dillon, 32nd. Brendan Poole, 33rd. Josh Bilicky, 20, Josh Belicky 34th. Todd Gillen, 35th. And Ryan Blaney runs out your field in 36th with the only car that did not finish the race after that wreck with uh, Brad Keselowski or with uh, Kyle Bush. Because of Brackhead Lowski and William Byron incident on a restart. But, um, I, uh, I thought the race was, was pretty good. Um, it wasn't the best race I've seen all year. It wasn't Kansas. It wasn't the Coke 600. It wasn't, um, any of that. But, uh, it was still a good race, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, not too much chaos or not really any chaos. Um, clean racing, fun racing. You had multiple grooves in the track. Um, concrete. always a challenge because we just don't race at a lot of con- concrete tracks in the Cup Series. You know, you got Dover. That's, unless I'm missing something, I'm about it. You know, Nashville gives, excuse me, gives us another, a concrete track to, uh, to race on. But uh, it was a good race. You know, Ross, he deserved it. You know, him and the night team were clearly the best two cars all night. And the one just executed better. And uh, Ross didn't do nothing crazy to where he Calls himself a win. He ran smart all day, uh, and that one car was super, super, super fast. He, you know, he got on the pole, and uh, he kind of kept that trick position all night. He kind of fell back there near the mid part of the race, or near the end of stage one, it was kind of like fourth, fifth, He was kind of hanging around. And as the nighttime went on, heck, that one car came alive. He was very good on the long runs, um, which uh, worked out because we didn't have a real, we didn't have a caution um at all during the end of the or during the third stage, if I'm not mistaken. so uh good on those guys. Ross locks himself into the playoffs. So we have 11, diff- 11 different winners now with nine races to go in the playoffs, but I will rate this race at eight out of ten um very solid, very solid race. I have no complaints. track was good, uh crowd was great. um the racing was pretty solid. You didn't have a whole lot of wrecks but you had movement throughout the field. You had good TV coverage by NBC was showing a whole bunch of battles throughout the race, which always makes it good because, you know, that was going on in the front. Might as well try to try the mid pack to the end of the field, you know, see what's going on there. Cause they're always battling back there in the mid pack to the tail end of the field. So, uh, good race, man. Good race. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that Nashville, um, is, in, is, in, is, has a cup series date, especially super speedway. I think this opens up the possibility for Nashville fairgrounds, maybe if not next year, two or three years from now, because uh, Nashville is clearly a hotbed that NASCAR has kind of struck gold with as far as the market goes. Cause uh, I think it was a sellout on Sunday night. Um, luckily the thunderstorm stayed away. It looked like it was going to rain all weekend and we had no rain delays at all in any, th- any of the three series. So that was huge. Cause that always helps. You know, if you have rain delays, weather delays, so I- any race, it's gonna it's gonna hurt the rain. It's gonna hurt the hurt the uh, stands, the grandstands, of how it looks, just the perspective of all of it. So that was good. and NASCAR got lucky with that, and uh, it's just a it's a good weekend, man. It's a very is a a weekend for NASCAR for all three series. Got all three races in on schedule. Um, the only thing I have a problem with is the coverage. Now, I heard maybe NASCAR had a race day or countdown to green at like two. The race didn't start till seven, so I'm confused about that because I was uh, I was at work Sunday, and you know around six o'clock, I'm getting close to getting off. I was you know turned it on to you know NBC or maybe USA to see if they had any countdown to green, and there was nothing. It was Law and Order and Nightly News or something like that. And I'm like, man, what the hell is countdown to green? So uh, I got off work at seven, and at seven o'clock, I got my phone turned on NBC, and they're already on the racetrack. I didn't see. You know, at national anthem, uh, the prayer, the gentlemen start your engines. Nothing. They were just on track talking. You know, I'm like, what the hell? Why? What happened? Now I know they had. I know they announced that the the start time would get moved up to 7:05. I didn't know that's when they were just were going going pretty much TV. I didn't know they were going to come on TV at seven and then race at 7:05. It was like a jarring experience. So that was kind of disappointing. I don't know if they had it on Peacock or not. I don't have Peacock. Um but if they do that, you know, I'll I'll pay for Peacock. I don't give a shit. I would just like have I would have liked to have known that was the plan because I never heard nothing all week about the countdown to green being on Peacock or or not being or being at two o'clock if it was at two o'clock, three o'clock, whatever it was. Because, you know, NASCAR race day, down to green is very important, you know, kind of sets the line up, see how the track is, see if it's, you know, the weather. Because, you know, I had problems with the weather and, you know, you were kind of worried about that all weekend. So I'd have been like, to, I'd have liked to known, you know, what the what the track looked like or, you know, how the weather was looking, you know, and, you know, it's your first race on NBC. So NBC wants to make sure, hey, we're, we're covering NASCAR now the rest of the year, you know it's important to have a countdown to green show to kind of prepare you for, you know, Hey, NBC is here. We're going to be here the rest of the year. Don't go to Fox. You know, Fox is done for the year. So that's the only problem I had um, with anything all weekend was just the lack of TV coverage. You know, I turned it on at seven o'clock and they're already on track. It just kind of caught me off guard. Um, but luckily the race got all the way done. No rain, no weather. So but other than that, I rate it eight out of 10. Um, but anyways, Ralph Chastain wins the race. I didn't even drink any of the beer. Hold on, wait a minute. Push, peach, 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 peach. I love you. Oh my God, that's peachy. Anyways, um, Ross Chastain, he's the watermelon man. Bushlight should come out. what Bush Light, watermelon next year. See how that goes. Um, especially if they sponsor that one car in track house to Ross Chastain next year, which I heard is a possibility. Taking over from short Haas. Anyways, um, Ross Chastain wins on Sunday night. Uh, his first true oval win in the Cup Series on a non-Super Speedway track. He drove a great race, smart race, had a very fast car, very fast, long run car. He had Truex bearing down on him the last 20 laps, kept his cool, kept his composure, made a very risky three-wide pass on Eric Amarola and, you know, I've been a Rick a racing car um, while Truex is trying to catch him, which was very aggressive in the moment, but hey, it, it worked out for him and uh, didn't get in- intimidated by the 19 car and drove his way to a very, very clean race win. Um, is this a sign for things to come for the one car Ross testing? I believe so. You know, he got that talking to from, from, uh, Justin Marks after the Darlington incident with Kyle Larson, you know, when Rick Hendrick called him out, said he gonna stop he better start wrecking my cars. And, uh, I think Justin kind of got pressured into, Hey, talking to Ross, you know, Hey, you got to calm down. I kind of think, you know, people have said, no, they just now have the, the, you know, they didn't have the speed in the other races the past month and a half. Um. And I also heard, yeah, that really, you know, you got to get him back, which I was kind of more on the fence that I think, I think it's more 50-50. I believe it's about half of Ross calming down, realizing I can't be as aggressive as I want to be, or he takes every aggressive move he can. And, you know, he sees an opportunity to be aggressive. He doesn't take it every time like he used to. And I can also see the point of the cars just weren't weren't that good, you know, in those few races that he was. Nobody ever really heard from him. He was tenth to fifteenth, and sometimes he was twentieth, twenty fifth. Like he was just not good. I think it's a little bit of both. I think the car was probably not as good, not top five worthy, as it was earlier on in the year when he was making a lot of, you know, make a lot of mistakes up front, battling for the win, wrecking lap cars, back accident, all that stuff. I think it was a little bit of that, but I also think it was a little bit of the of the talking to as well. Um, I think Ross now realizes that if he doesn't have a top five to maybe winning car, just what's the point? You know, what's the point? I think was that's what Justin kind of got across him. Like, what's the point of being super aggressive for fourteenth place, than rather being aggressive for the lead at Darlington? And I also think they were just a little bit off. You know, some tracks that Ross is not really all that good at. Um, or that he really never showed he was winning or winning car at last year. So I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, but I think this is a new improved Ross And I think when he's battling for the win, I think he will still make those crazy, crazy moves and crazy. He will he will race the ever living shit out of you for a race win, if it comes down to it. But if he's battling for eleventh with twenty to go, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna put up a a huge fight like he probably would have last year, a couple of years ago. I think it's a little bit of both. And uh, if he's got a race winning car, I think that one, I think the driver in that one car is going to be the most aggressive driver and the most difficult guy to pass or try to, or, you know, just, he's going to be very aggressive when it comes to, to race wins and battling in the top five. But if you ain't got that car that day, I don't, I think you've seen uh, that he just won't be as aggressive as he as he once was, as he was 125% all the time. Now I think he's kind of like 85% when he's not really got the car to win, but he's still 125% when he's, when he's got a chance to win. You saw that in Nashville, making that, making that uh, three wipe maneuver on Aircom Roll and the Rick Ware car. I think it was JJ Ailey or somebody, but um, this is the test saying that I've been waiting to see um, for a long time now. And, uh, you know, I said, I didn't want him to change last year. Um, with all his aggressiveness, because you saw last year he kind of backed off too during the summer months, and it affected him. You know, he wasn't as fast until the playoffs got here. I think Ross has to be, to a certain point, who he is, and who he is is a very aggressive race car driver. It's like telling Joe Logano to back it down, like. But Joe Logano now, as he's gotten older, he's like, hey, I ain't got the race winning car, I'm not going. I'm just going to. I'm still going to race you hard, but I'm. I'm not going to risk my risk my car, risk, risk my points that I can, you know, that I can get today, you know, what, whatever the car is worth to make a pass on 12th place. Like, I think he's starting to learn that as far as Ross goes. So, um, but this is a Ross Chastain that's a very dangerous Ross Chastain. I think um, I could easily see him win a couple more races before the playoffs. And he got a couple of road courses, which, you know, he's been strong at in the past. This year, he's, Slack, he's liked a little bit of speed on the road course, so we'll see. Got Atlanta and Daytona, which you know he's he's been up the front with the past couple of times at Atlanta. So uh, we'll see if we'll see if he can get it done there. And got Michigan, and a lot of tracks that I think a lot of tracks he can win at. And um, if this is what Ross Chastain will be in the future, I uh, uh, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a force. I think he'll definitely be a round of eight driver, championship four driver. Um, for sure if, if he continues to run like this and uses his head um, a little bit more um when he realizes is he does not have a race winning car but he's got like a 10th to twelfth or whatever car but if he if he's got a race winning car he's still gonna drive like he like he normally does I think I th- I still think Ross will, will send it in there he might not make the corner you might make the corner he might make it and drive off you know it's just you got it's something you got to deal with thats that's who Ross is and um, I'm glad glad to see Ross win you know he's been getting nothing but backlash in the past month and a half two months and that's with wrecking my third favorite guy in Kyle Larson you know I you know I really never backlash him because I didn't want him to change because I know that's who Ross Chastain is like he's just aggressive sometimes he gets he, he gets bitten in the butt for it you know it's it's part of it but I'm glad to see Ross win you know and um he's a he's definitely a top five top 10 driver in the sport and uh if he hones in that that aggressiveness when he needs to but he also when when he needs to he'll bring it out as well and i think that is a uh that's a dangerous ross chastain and uh i think he like i said he's gonna win a couple more races i think this year Anyways, we got NBC to talk about. NBC had their first broadcast of the year this past weekend in Nashville. Dale Hart Jr., Rick Allen, Jeff Burton, Steve LaTarte, Kyle Petty, uh, Marty Snyder, and Dale Jarrett on the in the Peacock, peacock pit box uh, for most of it. Um, I just got to say, man, I enjoyed the hell out of this race coverage, man. NBC did a great job, other than the start of the race, and kind of a little confusing there. Oh my God, they're on track at 7, o- 7 o'clock, what the hell, where, where was everything else? Um, other than that, I thought it was a very, very uh, good broadcast. You know, you had, you had battles throughout the field that we actually got to see. You had Jeff Burton, Del- Hart Jr. at the beginning of the race, on pit road as the cars were we racing the first 10 15 laps. Um that was different and entertaining. I liked it. I know it's kind of hard to hear. Um you know, they did this they did this on the Xfinity broadcast on Saturday and it was like they, they uh, you could hear them a little bit better uh, with the Xfinity cars because the Xfinity cars only got one exhaust. You know, the the Cup cars got dual exhaust coming out of both ends. So that made it a little bit difficult for for, for Jeff and Dale to be heard. But it's something different, man. I enjoyed it. You know, Dale and Jeff being able to see the, the, see how how the cars are running, how they look into the inner, like how they're entering in the corner, center of the corner, off the corner, you know, all that stuff uh, that you couldn't see if they were just on the broadcast booth the whole time. So I really like that by NBC, trying something different. I enjoyed it. Hope they continue to do it throughout the year other than on the road courses. I mean, they might do on the road courses. I don't know, but a little bit difficult to do on the road course but on the ovals I think that would be a very good idea for them to continue to do that with with Dale and Jeff. Uh Rick Allen was very good. He had a few a few slip ups here and there. Um but I thought he was pretty good. Steve Latark, pretty good at what pretty good as well. Um, it's just the production at NBC is just it it's so much better than Fox. Like I, I know I criticized Fox earlier or throughout the whole year really. But uh, and sometimes I thought I might have been a little bit too harsh, you know, because Mike Joy, Clint Boyer you know, had a lot of had different guests in there all year long. And it's kind of hard to get a rhythm. I didn't want to. Maybe that was a reason. But even with that, man, this NBC coverage makes Fox look like look like a damn third grade art class trying to film what they're painting on in school on in recess or something like it, NBC's production was so good um you didn't have everybody tripping over each other's dicks you know you had rick allen steve latart jeff jeff burton and dale jr knowing when to come on and when to say certain things and know when the other person might say something you know when to go to commercial you didn't have a whole lot of oh and you know i, I heard a lot at fox you know clint boy would be saying something mid-sentence and he'd stop because they'd be going to commercial at fox and my be like and we'll be back you know that's just, that just doesn't, that, that, that that's like, oh, it's like cringy, you know. And NBC is so much better at that. And the, the camera angles, you didn't have a whole lot of camera shots that were going in and out, fucking is trying to adjust something while, like, it's live TV and you go into a camera that's not even focused on anything. You're just, you're up there on a the stand seeing the top of cars go by. It's like, come on, man. Um, so I really enjoyed NBC's broadcast. I thought it was very good. It made the race more enjoyable to watch for sure for me. Um, if if this exact race happens with Fox, I think it it goes down a grade. Like I think I'd rate this race a seven out of ten if the, if Fox did this race because NBC gave it a whole point extra because it just looked professional. It was serious. Listen, if you can have jokes here and there, you can enjoy certain things. Oh man, look, you know you can you you ain't got to be so tight. You know, I'm not saying that you got to be like F1, where they seem like they're always tight, you know, always, always serious almost every every time. But Fox has just gone way too goofy. Like almost nothing is serious. <laughs> like with Clint Boyer saying stupid shit. NBC's got the perfect mi- uh, perfect mix. Like it's serious when it needs to be, and then you can kind of joke around midway through the race. And there's not a lot going on. That's when you that's when you kind of get your jokes in. You're kind of you're your good old boy sitting at home watching watching the race, drinking a couple beers moments, you know. And going to Dale and Kyle Petty on the Peacock pick box, you know, certain times during the race was good because they're former drivers. They can you can see the cars go by as they're in there and and uh they talk about the race and what they've seen so far. It's just it's just more professional. And uh, I think the the pit reporters are better too with Marty Schneider, which give a shout out to Marty Schneider, man. He's doing the peacock pick box, the post race show and doing the live pit stops and stuff during the race and, and live updates. Like he works his ass off for NBC and uh, he does a hell of a job doing it. Um, you got, uh, uh, shit, uh, Marty and, um, shit. What's his name? Dave. Uh, yeah. Dave, is it Dave Burns? Yeah. I think it's Dave Burns. And then that other, uh, uh Kim Coon or something. Kim Coon is probably the worst one. You know, she's, I think she, first year, second year doing this. I don't remember her doing this last year. She might have. She might have done it, but she's a little bit quirky on some things, you know, saying some some weird things. They're just kind of a little off, but uh, Marty and Dave kill it every week and uh can't wait for them to continue this year. It's just, it's just the whole production just seems more professional. It seems like an actual real live sporting event more than Fox did. And um, I enjoyed the race a whole lot. You know, I got to put the fucking TV on mute half the time with Fox like I did with Fox, just because there was just some cringy moments with Fox. And I hope Fox can see and maybe adjust to this. If they're going to sign a contract for Fox going into the 2025 deal and, and on, uh, they can learn a lot of things from NBC. And NBC is not perfect. I'm not saying NBC is perfect by all means, but they're so much better than Fox. It's not even funny anymore. You know, prime time Fox, when they had Mike Joy, D.W., and Larry McReynolds, it was better than what we saw on Sunday night with with Rick Allen, Steve Latart Jeff, and, and Dale. But what we what we got so far, what we got this, what we got with Fox now is NBC blows out the water. So it, it's 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 not even it's not even a debate. Like if you think Fox's coverage is better than NBC's, I don't know what the hell you're watching. Like I don't I don't get it. Like this the whole thing was was very very bad for Fox and this. This week's with NBC was just so much better. It was like eating uh it was like eating a chicken sandwich at Burger King. You know, it's like dry and not that flavorful and whatever. And you go to Chick-fil-A and you eat their chicken sandwich. Seasoned, very, very good. Pickles are on point. The bun is great it's just, it's just two completely different worlds as far as the coverage goes. So happy NBC is going to be covering us, you know, for, for a couple of years, I didn't really like NBC that much. I didn't really like Jeff Burton, but he, he, uh, he's gotten a lot better since he, since they first started back in 2015. Rick Allen has gotten a lot better too. Steve Littart's always been pretty good in my eyes. Not great, but not terrible at any point with, with, the with his analyst or his analyst, um, skills. But, uh, they uh they've been doing it for now this will be their fifth year in nbc and you can tell because uh, all four of them have gotten a lot better in the, in the broadcast booth Dale junior sometimes he will he will kind of step over somebody's sentence but um other than that i have no complaints so i thought the broadcast was great can't wait for nbc to continue to cover this year and uh holy fox can learn something and hopefully they're paying attention uh for next year because uh with Kevin Harvick, Clint Boyer, and Mike Joy, because um, they need to get more like that and get out of what they've been doing with, uh, with Mike Joy and Clint Boyer. Anyways, we got. I, I I will say one thing. It is it is a little weird doing this podcast just by myself. You know, it doesn't it doesn't seem right? <laughs> it, it doesn't. And uh, the biggest problem I have is just I don't have time to drink my beer. <laughs> it's like I got to be talking the whole time. Um, that's a frustrating thing. I can continue to talk. I feel like I maybe have maybe been repeating myself a lot tonight but i was thirsty man i just want to drink a little bit more beer and i can't because i'm the only (laughs) only one here but uh, having said that um let's get into our attaboy 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 Attaboy, boy at a boy at a boy who's my attaboy of the week i don't know riley's because he never told me um so my att- so the attaboy and you can't do that will just be just be me not not riley riley did send in his race prediction for chicago so i do have that but everything else i don't have my attaboy from nashville this past weekend it's gonna to go to AJ Allmendinger. How can you not? Uh, winning the Xfinity race on Saturday, true oval. You know he says he's just a road course guy. Um, he's won a few races here and there on ovals in the Xfinity series, but um, a lot of races he's won in the Cup series and the Xfinity series has been on road courses. He goes out, he goes out there and wins. Now he, he could have, might have had an advantage with that, with that wreck earlier on in the race where that, where that back quarter panel was a little bit out. But anyway, man, he uh, drove his way back from the front or from drove his way back to the front and uh, won the race going away, man. That's very impressive. In um, that Colt 10 car, which really hasn't shown race winning speed a lot this year. I know AJ, I think, won in that car at Coda. But like I said, he's masterful on a road course. Uh, Kyle Busch rode, drove that car a couple times and never won. Or, I don't think he's ever won in that 10 car this year. He might have. I just don't remember it. But, um, that 10 car in college has been a little off this year. So, uh, attaboy, a hey, John Mendinger, uh, and getting a top 10 in the cup series race. Like he was fast on Sunday night. I think got up to highest as eighth or something, maybe seventh or eighth. Um, and looked like a pretty damn fast top, maybe challenge for a top five, uh, kind of a couple of bad piss offs or something, whatever happened to him. Kind of fell back and then he came, got back into the top 10 by the end of the race. Um, but clearly that was the best run by a 16 car in the cup series on a non road course this year by far. So AJ Allmendinger had a great weekend, getting himself a guitar and his ears, and getting himself a solid top 10 in the cup series and getting a little bit closer to that cutoff line. Um, and it's close, it's close. So he did a very good job on some, on really this whole weekend. Um, so AJ Allmendinger gets my attaboy from Nashville, Smashville. Segment of You Can't Do That. You can't do that. Who can't do that this week? Ty Dillon, Cody Ware, Daniel Suarez, Carson Josevar, Denny Hamlin, Noah Gregson, Jesse Ulucci, Fred Davis. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that From Nashville This past weekend I should give it to To the whole Xfinity Series For the first Three or four Starts of the race Everybody driving in Way too deep Wrecking Um, But I'm gonna give it um, To a driver that (laughs) You know I wanna I wanna Cheer for this person But it's just getting Harder and harder To cheer for him That's Haley Deegan In the truck race On Friday night Just lap three just driving it too deep in the corner losing it taking out herself and lawless allen they've had a history in the past it's just it's just bad man and i i know the truck series isn't the cleanest series in the world and a lot of people just drive into each other and wreck each other and all that stuff blocking all that stuff but lap three and you just i don't know man and haley she's in race winning equipment in thorsport like, that's top five equipment, at least top ten. I don't know what her stats are, but she ain't had, if maybe not, any top ten this year. I don't know. She might have had one or two. But, you know, she's nowhere near the playoff cutoff line. She got guys that are in under way lesser equipment being ahead of her in points. Not all of her doing. She got taken out by Nick Sanchez at uh, Gateway a couple weeks ago, which that was bullshit. But just Haley, man. She, she, she's really, this is her last good shot to maybe move up in the, in the, in the sport. And she's not doing a good job. Like that 13 truck has won races in the past and she's just not getting it done. So and making a big mistake like that on lap three, of uh, a uh, 200, maybe I don't know, whatever it was of a long, it was lap three of a race. Like you, there's no reason for you to be that aggressive driving in the corner and taking out yourself and another driver I guess it's unexcusable. Like, you've been in the series now for what, three years? Like, you should know how these trucks race. Especially I think they've raced in Nashville for three years now. So she's raced at this race right before. It's not like she went out and raced this first time racing at Nashville. Like, she's raced in Nashville before. So she should know the grip level. She should know, you know, how much she can kind of drive in early on in the race. And she just, she's fucked up, man. And she don't have too many more of these opportunities left. And for her to make that mistake, you know, I think they only got two races left for the playoffs in the truck series. So maybe three, um, she's going to have to win a race, you know, and I doubt that'll happen just because she makes too many mistakes. So, uh, but Haley Deegan, you can't do that. <sighs> Anyways, we got something different this weekend. Um, um, the Chicago street course. Street race. What to expect? I have no fucking idea. I don't really think, if anybody does say they know what's going to happen, they're fooling yourself. I have no idea. Like, this is is probably the the toughest race preview to try to predict what's going to happen since Bristol Dirt in 2021 when we Never been on dirt since the '60s. I have no idea. I mean, I've seen the layout of the track. I've, I took a ride. I took a lap on iRacing with it, or on. I saw a video of somebody on iRacing taking a lap of it. Uh, there's some tight corners. Some corners you come around, you don't you don't see nothing until you're there. You know, um, the spiders are gonna have their have their hands full this weekend and I think, um, excuse me. I think the ex- I think the Xfinity race is racing on Saturday and then the cup race on Sunday. So, um, you get, you'll be able to get a glimpse of it on Saturday. I think that X- Xfinity race is going to be fucking chaos just because, you know, they're the first ones out there and, you know, they're going, we're going to see how it races, you know, it's going to be a beautiful scene. um, you know, seeing the, the downtown Chicago, the lake over there on the on the right side or whatever it is. You know, it's going to be, be in the fountain right there. I think it's going to be a beautiful event. Like, uh, as far as the eyes go, it's going to be a very ple- eye-pleasing event. I just wonder how good the racing will be. You know, you got, you know, you think of road course racers that might be good here. You know, you you have, you know, A.J. Allmendinger. You got Chase Elliott. You got Tyler Reddick, who was stupid fast at, uh coda but it wasn't all that great at sonoma he, truex he wanted sonoma going away uh kyle bush he's good you know almost everywhere kyle Larson, same thing he's pretty much good everywhere it uh it, it's hard to predict who's going to be fast who's going to be off um and what to expect because you know you could have a a spin out on one of them corners and nobody knows it, and you come around the corner and pow, 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 you got like a seven car pile up, which takes out you know five six cars. You know you just, you just don't you just don't know who's going to be good here. Um, the special guys that are driving this weekend, uh, Jensen Button, he raced at Coda, I think, earlier in the year. He's going to race for the 15 and Rick Rear Racing again. Um, so he would probably be pretty damn good just because. He's done street racing before, if I'm not mistaken. So um he he knows a little bit more what to expect, unlike a lot of these cup drivers. You know, AJ, he's driven a street racer two before, so he should know what to expect. Um other new guys that are gonna be racing this weekend. Andy Lally will be in the 51 for Rick Ware. Uh Jimmy Johnson, he'll be in he'll be in the 84 car. Hopefully he uh he uh <laughs> He will make a little bit more than the laps he's ran this year and run halfway, actually finished the damn race this year. So that'd be interesting. The 91 in track house, I feel like we already know who's in it, but it, on NASCAR's app, it says to be announced. Is it that, uh, isn't it that uh, sports car guy? I could be wrong, but on NASCAR's app, it just says to be announced. So somebody would be in that track house 91 car and they'll be pretty fast. I forgot. I think I know who it is. I just they don't have it there, so I was expecting it to be there. But, anyways, um, it's going to be a crazy race. I think uh, it's going to be very, very hard to pass. I think qualifying at this track is going to be like qualifying at F one in Monaco. Like you, I think unless pit strategy gets out of whack and you have cautions at inopportune times when pit road cycles are going through, if you don't qualify in the top five in this race. Top 10, I'll give it top 10. If you don't qualify on top 10 in this race, I don't see a path to you winning without just some luck, lucky cautions, lucky strategy, whatever. So qualifying will be huge this weekend. About as huge as the F1 race. You know, F1 races, you know, almost a lot. I would love to see a stat the past, like five, six years, of whoever starts on pole wins the race. You know, NASCAR, you don't see that a lot. You know, ross Chastain won. From the pole this this past weekend, but usually it's it's not the guy that starts on pole in a NASCAR race that went the race. Just because there's so much jostling for position, you get a whole lot of and goers, stuff like that. It's hard to keep track of position, or at least keep the lead in a in a Cup series race. F one, it's you know you get out in front, it might be Cyan R, but uh, qualifying will be huge. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an event for sure. It's gonna be a sight to see. To pick this weekend, uh, Riley, like he said, he won at uh, at Nashville this past, past weekend with Ross Chastain. So he got two points. So now the, the gap is only three points 11 to eight. Now that's his first true win of the year, as far as like actually getting the race winner right. And uh, so he gets to pick first, and uh, he is going to pick. My boy this week, A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, he's picking A.J. Allmendinger. That's a, clearly a, a good pick. That's probably going to be my guy if, if he didn't pick him. And he's been on street courses before in his career, unlike almost any. I think no other cup driver has been on a street course other than A.J. Allmendinger in his career. So he's got the upper hand there. Come off a very good weekend here in Nashville. He's got a lot of momentum built. Top 10 in the Cup Series, a win in the Xfinity Series. Great pick. Um, he's going to be strong. He's got to qualify good, though. I think that's a key. He's gonna be able to outbreak a lot of people just because he is so good under braking at road courses. Like he's gonna be able to outbreak almost anybody going into a corner. Um, now the thing is with this next gen car, I feel like what has hurt AJ this year on these road courses is the next gen car brakes so well that a lot of people can that it, it's narrowed the gap for AJ to outbreak somebody because these brakes in these in this new Gen Seven car is so good. Like you can break like that so I think it's hurt AJ's advantage a little bit on road courses but I still think he will be fast that's a very good pick um for Raleigh and uh who I'm picking is a guy that was very very strong at Sonoma had a very rough race this past weekend at in Nashville uh, really the whole company did um just not deck off a bad so I think uh maybe had a he missed pit road earlier on in the race in Nashville. Maybe I caught speeding or something like that, but um, it was a very good, bad weekend for this driver and this team, but he, he he ran really good in Sonoma. Maybe he had one of the best cars. Um, just had a bad pit stop late in the race. And if you don't know who I'm talking about now, you, sh- you should. I'm picking Michael McDowell um, to win this race. Um, I don't think he'll win, but I'm hoping he can outrun the 16 car of AJ Elmenegger. He was very fast. Last road course we went to at Sonoma. Probably had the second best car Pit, pit crew kind of messed him up late in the race. Uh, got back behind and uh, still got top ten, but uh, definitely had a top three car in my opinion at Sonoma. I'm kind of banking on that. You know, Michael was. I don't know if he's done some street racing. I know he's done some, some sports car racing, so maybe he has. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not 100 sure if he has done some street racing in the past, but uh, he's a very strong pick. I can't. I can't think of anybody else. I mean, like maybe maybe chase Elliott and you know, I haven't picked him. I still haven't picked him this year. They're cutting off a fourth place finish in Nashville this past weekend. So good momentum for the nine team. I still think he's a little bit off. And, uh, when I pick chase, I want him to be on. And I still think it's a week or a couple of weeks away for that nine car and chase Elliott to be on their game. So I'm i I'm a hold chase off. Um, Ross, I mean, he's got momentum. Thought about maybe picking him, but nah. Street course, kind, of, he's too good of a driver to pick right here. I feel like uh, need to save him for later. I've already picked him once this year. TrueX, I've already picked him twice. It's, if I picked him, it'd be the last time. So, but I think you know Hamlin, he'll probably he might have something for him. Redick, maybe. I don't think I picked Redick this year either. Reddick's probably my second pick, but because he was not good at Sonoma when the rest of Toyotas were, he might have been the worst Toyota, maybe the second worst Toyota. It kind of makes me a little bit nervous. And, you know, the way they're executing, it was, I cannot trust that 45 team right now. They got to get their shit together on pit road. Um, so I'm still saving him for later on in the year. So I'm going to pick Michael McDowell, kind of a wild card. Um, but he's a very good road racer. So we'll just have to see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this weekend. Uh, Do you consider this weekend 4th of July weekend or do you consider next weekend 4th of July weekend? Because 4th of July is on a Tuesday this year. So this weekend or next weekend I guess you can I don't know I guess you can consider this weekend 4th of July weekend because before 4th of July it's on like Atlanta next week where it'll be after 4th of July and it's a little bit closer I guess. So this is technically 4th of July weekend Here in Chicago um I go back to work tomorrow and work Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and uh, get the weekend off but luckily uh we're shut down at my work Monday Tuesday and Wednesday next week too so uh I get a few more days off uh for the 4th of July so that'll be good that'll be a good time to maybe uh, catch up on some things um maybe do some stuff here on the YouTube on the uh, Highline podcast where social media goes, get some more videos out. Maybe do some little updates or something like that, but uh, we'll just have to see. But uh, excited. I'm excited for this weekend. You know, it, it'll be inter- interesting to see. You know, I don't think it's going to be a great race, per se. A lot of passes and stuff. Like I say qualifying is going to be huge, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be different. Like like I said, it, it it'll be, the crowd will be great. The spectacle will be great. Uh, I think the coverage will be good. You know, NBC, we've seen one week already. It's been way better than anything Fox has given us this year. So I'm excited that NBC will be covering this race, 4th July weekend. A lot of a lot of celebration, a lot of celebration for our freedoms here in this country. And um, probably won't be a great race, but it'll be an event to see for sure. And uh, next week we will have the normal setup again with Riley here. So, uh, so I don't have to talk for a fucking hour hour like i have just did because it's a lot and it's a lot a lot of talking in an hour and you don't realize how much you've talked until you've talked by yourself into a damn microphone you know when you're by yourself in a room for an hour it uh it gets a little exhausting oh my god that's gold! but anyways guys uh hope you enjoyed it uh, y'all give us a follow on um, the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at the Highline official. No, the Highline podcast, See, I'm fucking it up. I talked shit about Riley fucking up. I just fucked it up. Um, follow us on YouTube at the Highline. follow us on Instagram at the Highline official. And be sure to tell your family and friends who are fans, of nascar or sports or podcast to check us out and if you have a voice message and you want to send us something um don't be afraid to do so the link for that is down in the description below if you are listening on spotify i think it's actually on apple podcast too so if you find a link where it says like spotify or podcast or spot of spotify with the like a voice message or something like that click that link and you'll be able to send a message to us and i'll get i will get um the notification that you send a message and we'll play it we'll play it on the next uh the show next week whenever you send one but anyways i've been talking long enough um yeah we'll uh we'll see you next week the cup series race at chicago is at 3 30 on NBC, if I'm not mistaken, on Sunday. Give me a second. No, 5 30. Wow. Okay. 5 30. 5 30 on NBC. Uh the Xfinity race is uh Saturday at five o'clock on USA. And as the truck the trucks ain't racing, no. Oh, yeah, they are. They're racing. No, no, no. No, they're not. No, they're not racing. The truck race has uh truck series has it has a week off. They don't race again until next weekend at mid-Ohio. So, uh they get two races this weekend, so uh, y'all look forward to that. And uh, me and Riley, me and Riley, we'll be back at with back with you next week, um, for a more normal podcast. Hope y'all enjoyed it. And uh, that's all I got. Go Tigers! And I ain't gotta hear that stupid other shit. We'll see y'all next week.